0: Welcome to Colts Roundtable Live on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Taylor,
1: big run. He's at the 40, 35, 30, 20, and
0: he's inside the red zone. He's tracked down from behind, down to the 19-yard line. We're talking Colts and recapping the action. 10 the 5, a touchdown for the Colts. How about it? Indianapolis scores on a block punt. Settles in, floats it downfield, and it is picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
2: Good evening, everybody, and thanks for joining in tonight. This is Colts Roundtable Live on a Tuesday, brought to you by Citizens Energy Group. Always proud to be the Colts' conservation partner. Find winning conservation tips at CitizensEnergyGroup.com. I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for joining in tonight as we're talking all things Colts football for a full hour with you until 7 o'clock here tonight on The Fan. Head coach Shane Steichen will join us per usual coming up in just a few minutes as he's en route to the studio now. Uh, And then coming up on segment two, as always, we'll be joined by Colts radio analysts Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights. And we're taking your questions tonight on social media, as always. Submit those in. I'll Get those thoughts and those questions on X with the hashtag Colts Roundtable. On Sunday, the Colts fell to the Falcons 29-10. Obviously, the game is more than 48 hours old now, so we don't need to spend a lot of time reflecting, but there's no doubt the Colts have a lot to clean up heading into the final two games of the season after a disappointing performance on Christmas Eve in their final regular season road game of the year. The Falcons outgained the Colts 406-262, to 262. And the Colts were outscored 29-3 after taking an early 7-0 lead on the first drive of the game. And the Colts' strengths coming into the game, they were neutralized down in Atlanta. They entered the game with 25 sacks in their past six games and had recorded a takeaway in 19 straight games. But the day ended without a turnover on defense, and they just had a single sack and only four quarterback hits on Falcons quarterback Taylor Heineke. Atlanta used big plays to beat the Colts as Indianapolis allowed a season-high 18 plays that gained 10 or more yards and 17 of the Falcons' 23 first downs came on either first or second down. Meanwhile, for the Colts' offense, it didn't look like it did the week before against the Steelers. After bullying Pittsburgh for 170 rushing yards, the Colts only mustered 92 yards on the ground and allowed a season-high six sacks on Gardner Minshew and were tackled behind the line of scrimmage on eight other plays. And the 10 points the Colts scored were tied for a season low, and the Colts averaged only 3.9 yards per play. So the Colts head into the final two weeks of the season. They are one of five teams in the AFC right now with a record of 8-7 and trying to make the postseason. As of right now, the Colts hold the seventh and final AFC playoff spot because they have the best AFC Conference record among teams like the Texans, Steelers, and Bengals, who are all also 8-7, and seven. and the Colts are also two in a three-way tie for first place in the AFC South with the Jaguars and the Texans, but Jacksonville there holds the tiebreaker over Houston and Indianapolis. And also, don't look now, the Colts' opponent this weekend, red hot, the Raiders come to Lucas Oil Stadium on New Year's Eve, winners of two in a row, and they're 7-8. and eight. And also in the mix for a playoff berth heading into the final pair of games. So the margin of air razor thin. And the last two weeks are going to be fascinating all over the NFL. All right, we've got a loaded show tonight, as always. And we start, per usual, with our chat with Colts head coach Shane Steichen as he's made his way into studio. It's presented tonight by Citizens Energy Group. And, Coach, obviously a very tough outing in Atlanta. He got off to a good start and scored a touchdown on the opening drive of the game, but it was really hard after that. What happened after that first possession in terms of making it challenging to get stops and move the ball consistently after you led seven to nothing.
3: Yeah, obviously we didn't play our best um in all three phases and uh it starts with myself. We all we gotta be better there. Um but the good thing is we got a great opportunity in front of us um getting ready for the Raiders this week um at home um, everything we want in front of us and we gotta go we gotta go get it this week. No doubt
2: about it. The sense of urgency there and we talked about the the big plays for the Falcons. I think eleven plays over fifteen yards. What were some things that That went into their explosivity, if you will, on offense. We
3: knew the back was a good player going into the game. You know, he's a tough guy to tackle, and he got out in space a few times and uh, made some guys miss, and credit to him for making those plays. And, you know, we all got to be better there uh, wrapping up. Um, But we'll get those things cleaned up this week. Have a great week of preparation and uh, get ready again, like I said, for the Raiders.
2: You know, specifically again on offense, just the one touchdown for the game. It came on that first drive. Tip your cap to Atlanta's defense. It was a really good defense going in and they made some plays, but what made it hard to consistently put good drives together against them again after that, that first possession?
3: Yeah, credit to them. They did a good job of mixing their stuff up on the back end with the fronts and everything, and uh they did a good job. You know, credit to them, hats off to them. We gotta be better. Um, I gotta be better. Uh, but they did a heck of a job.
2: You know, you had Michael Pittman Jr. in practice last week. You thought he was gonna play, and then on Saturday he's ruled out. I mean, that's the nature of the concussion protocol, but How challenging was it in terms of Putting the game plan together, thinking you're going to have him, and then at the last minute on Saturday not having a player of his caliber all of a sudden at your, at your disposal.
3: Yeah, you just got to be ready to adjust. Um, obviously, losing a player like Pittman hurts um, but you know, we have faith in all the guys that step in, and uh, you know we had to adjust Saturday night and, and uh, get ready to go for Sunday morning. That's how it went.
2: And then from a logistics standpoint today, the Colts had to place Julian Blackman uh, on injured reserve this afternoon with a shoulder injury, got banged up in Atlanta, really tough to see i mean how how tough is that from your standpoint considering how good of a season was having right his veteran presence and then just now trying to replace his production and steadiness in the back end.
3: Yeah, no, it's tough to lose a player like Julian. Like you said, he's playing; he's been playing at a high level. You know, getting takeaways for us. Um, so you know, next guy's got to step up. Um, you know, feel bad for him, but I know he'll come back stronger from it.
2: All right, last one for me. Again, you got two games left, and I'm, I'm sure you saw what what Gardner Minshew said after the game. To paraphrase him, he said, "Hey, you got to start. You know, instead of doing the schedule math and looking around and, and figuring out who needs to win, who needs to lose." You can't take this lightly. You, you can't uh, rely on other people to, to punch your ticket to the playoffs because you got to start taking care of your own business. You might not end up with another chance to do this. So what did you gather from the team's mood and, and the temperament after the game?
3: I mean, it was a great message by Gardner um, that he said to the team uh, in the locker room, and it is. got to have tunnel vision. It's about us going forward. we got a huge one this week, and that's all that matters is we got to beat the Raiders, and then we'll worry about the next one. But right now we're worried about the Raiders, and uh, that's mm-hmm. what our focus has got to be on.
2: All right, let's go to a, a few fan questions here uh, with you, Coach. I know your time is, is very uh, precious here on a short week, if you will, with – Uh, Christmas on Monday. Let's go to James uh, asking Coach: Were we just not ready to play, or did we just run into a bad matchup in Atlanta? We didn't seem to have the same fire as we did the week before against Pittsburgh.
3: Yeah, we obviously started off fast offensively, and then we couldn't get anything going the rest of the game. And obviously, we gave up some big plays, and we just didn't. It wasn't us, and uh, we got to be better again. It starts with myself. Um, and we got to get this thing turned around. We'll get it turned around uh, this week It's the Raiders.
2: All right, Taylor's asking, we kept trying to pound the ball in the middle of the defense with interior runs. What made it tough to penetrate the defense in those two linebackers they had?
3: Yeah, no, they did a good job with their front. Obviously, Klaas Campbell's a big guy, and then uh, Bud Dupree, you know, we thought about getting the ball around on the perimeter there towards the end of the game, but at that point we were down a couple scores there, and we had to start throwing a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, could have got it around to the perimeter uh, earlier in the game.
2: All right, this is a logistical question. Uh, John is asking, does Michael Pittman Jr. have to re-clear all the concussion steps again this week?
3: Yes, he does. He's got to go through the protocol again. So the, the
2: five-step process, Yep, yep just like yep. he did last week. All right, uh, very good. Henry's asking, we used a lot of backs on Sunday. Do you like mixing the backs, or was that the plan to ease Jonathan Taylor back into the lineup?
3: Yeah, we had we, – we, you know, obviously Goody and uh – and Trey did a good job the week before, and then getting uh, you know Jonathan back was good. Um, but yeah, you know it was just kind of like obviously it was tough sledding for us running the football there, um, and so we were rotating those guys in. But again, like you know how it is, uh, if we if someone's got a hot hand, we'll ride that hot hand. And uh, obviously it wasn't going our way uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday, and uh, this way this week we got to get back on track. Colts
2: roundtable live tonight. That's head coach Shane Steichen with us here tonight. Ninety three five and one oh seven five the fan. Let's go to a few more here. Mitch is asking coach with only two games to play, what do you think needs to be corrected the most in order for us to win out and make the playoffs? Well
3: I think offensively, you know, we gotta we gotta have, you know, good drives, obviously starting on first and ten and not putting ourselves in second and long situations, third and long situations, and we gotta create explosive plays. You know, usually we've done a good job of creating some explosives. We didn't get that done last week. Uh, and then, you know, defensively we gotta you know, we gotta tackle better. Um, they are not give up the explosives, bottom line, and stop the run. And I feel confident uh, that we'll get that done this week.
2: All right, last one coming from Bobby. He says two out of the last three weeks teams have gotten the ball out quickly on us and neutralized our pass rush. What can we do about that?
3: I think that's tough. I mean, anytime a team's got to, you know, get the ball out quick. Obviously, we got to have tight coverage uh, on the back end. You know, if they're going to get the ball out quick, and so we can make those, uh, you know, those windows tighter for the quarterback. That's that's the key. Yeah.
2: All right. The Raiders are up next. They come into this game winners of two in a row. They're now in the mix, right? They're seven and eight. Two huge games inside their own division there in the AFC West. They just played on Christmas. They beat the Chiefs on the road. Huge win for them. Uh how how big of a challenge is this gonna be on Sunday from what you've seen so far from them on film?
3: Yeah, it'll be big. Obviously they've been uh playing really good football uh as of late, um defensively. They play hard, uh they play together. Obviously Max Crosby is a huge uh threat on defense, so yeah. we gotta be alert for him where he's at. Uh and then offensively, you know, they got Devontae Adams who's a heck of a player and they're playing good football, so we got to be ready to go uh, and be in our A game.
2: Indeed. All right, that's head coach Shane Steichen tonight. His visit with us every Monday, this case, on this week uh, on a Tuesday. Here again, 935 and 1075 The fan, Merry Christmas, Coach, and Happy New Year coming up this weekend, and uh, good luck against the Raiders. I right, appreciate it. Thank you. That's our weekly conversation tonight on Colts Roundtable Live coming to you on this Tuesday, obviously with Christmas Day being on Monday. And our conversation with head coach tonight, Shane Steichen, brought to you as always by Citizens Energy Group. Save at home on monthly bills when you can serve water and energy. And for money-saving tips, visit CitizensEnergyGroup.com. We've got a lot more to get into tonight. As we said, we're with you until 7 o'clock tonight. When we come back, we'll welcome in Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights. their big takeaways on the Colts' loss to the Falcons, the big picture on their tail of the tape on segment three we're talking about some of the areas that went wrong in Atlanta on a segment called Take Your Pick. And we're taking your questions on the mailbag tonight on segment four. Get those in on X with the submissions using hashtag Colts Roundtable. So a very busy show tonight again with you until 7 o'clock. We're back with all of that in just a moment. I'm Matt Taylor, and you're listening to Colts Roundtable live tonight here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
4: You saw and heard what happened in the Colts game, but what's happening that you couldn't see? Indy star columnist Greg Doyle knows. Greg will not only find out what's happening, but why it's happening. And he's not afraid to ask the questions you want the answers to. Hey there, this
1: is Greg Doyle. No one covers the Colts like we do. Joel Erickson and Nate Atkins are grinding on the beat daily, and I'm running amok in the locker room. Between their sources and work ethic and my willingness to write or say anything, you'll get the full story here at the Indy Star. And to be clear, you'll get it only at the Indy Star. From the biggest of big games to the littlest of the little.
0: There you go. James. No, 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 first base. Go, go,
1: go. Whenever you shop Meyer, you help support hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest, from some of the biggest stadiums in the state to the familiar fields down the street. You're helping make a difference to the people and places you call home. Learn more at Meijer.com community.
4: In need of top quality, ready mix concrete and aggregate products for over 70 years, Shelby materials has been making an impact on construction in central Indiana. Whether it's houses, warehouses, driveways, or highways, Shelby Materials strives to deliver the industry-leading customer service and solutions that our clients have come to expect. Just ask the Colts. We've been a proud construction partner of the Colts for over 20 years. Learn more about how you can have the Shelby impact on your next construction project at shelbymaterials.com.
5: Colts fans, it's time to gear up for the 2023 season. The Colts Pro Shop has everything you need from game day essentials to fan cave collectibles. With the largest selection of Colts gear, the Colts Pro Shop features more than 1,000 team items including jerseys, sideline gear, hats, tailgating accessories, and much more. Check out the latest gear today by visiting the Colts Pro Shop at Lucas Oil Stadium, located in the northeast corner of the stadium, or shop online at shop.colts.com. The Colts Pro Shop, a fan fantastic- Experience.
4: All right, Colts fans, get in the game with the best sports book in the business. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and take advantage of in-play betting while watching the Colts games live. Whether you're betting on the Colts or any other NFL team, you can even take a shot at same-game parlays or player props. And don't forget, every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook, Win or Lose, earns you Caesar's Rewards, which can be redeemed for exclusive perks like tickets, free hotels, VIP experiences, and more. Must be 21. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: Hey, Colts fans, ready to take your football weekends into overtime this entire season when the Indianapolis Colts score? You score a mind-blowing 50% off all orders every Monday with the promo code COLTS. That's right, 50% off of Hotbox's insanely awesome pizzas loaded with toppings and Flavors that will make your mouth do a touchdown dance. Next Monday after a Colts game, don't be stuck with boring leftovers. Tackle your hunger with Hot Box Pizza. Download our app or visit hotboxpizza.com to order now. Hot Box Pizza, the real MVP of your game day craving. Colts
6: fans, get ready for game day at Bullseye Event Group's Colts VIP Tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons. The Colts VIP Tailgate starts three hours prior to kickoff before every Colts home game next to Lucas Oil Stadium at Bullseye Event Center. Bullseye Event Group's Colts VIP Tailgate. Tailgate is open to all ages and features all-you-can-eat food by the winner of Gordon Ramsey Master Chef Legends on Fox Chef Kelsey Murphy, as well as nameless catering and a premium open bar for three hours. Get your Colts VIP Tailgate tickets today at BullseyeEventgroup.com.
0: We now return to Colts Roundtable Live. Once again, here's Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
2: Hey, welcome back. This is Colts Roundtable Live. We're brought to you tonight on a Tuesday. Brought to you by Citizens Energy Group. Proud to be the Colts conservation partner. Find winning conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. And also, Colts fans, you can sack game day cravings with the $10 Colts meal deal. Complete with the All-American Cheeseburger. Four boneless wings and a half order of tots. Only available at Buffalo Wild Wings. Available at select Indianapolis B-Dubs locations. Where additional terms Again, I'm Matt Taylor with you on a Tuesday tonight, obviously Christmas on Monday. Time now to welcome in the fellas Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights, Gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Joe, how was your big day with the family there?
7: Oh, it was great. Merry Christmas, Matt, to you two and all the listeners. It uh, A lot of joy, a lot of energy in our house. Uh, I feel like we need a bye week in our house after Christmas Day and all the festivities. <laughs> but uh, no, we're doing. You always
2: need a bye week, pal. Let's be yeah. honest. Come on now.
7: Yeah, that's that's true. We <laughs> got a full no, over there. Yeah, but it, it was a great day, a lot of joy, and uh, yeah, just a uh, lot of blessings. So we were very grateful.
2: And did I hear you right? Uh, Christmas actually started while well, Santa came on uh, on Christmas Eve. He came early while you guys were out driving out and about, and um, Santa had that uh, that early planner schedule already for you guys
7: yeah he did yeah rudolph came a little bit early through the fog there so that was nice and we (laughs) celebrated opened everything up uh christmas eve so that was that was a change up a little curveball but it was nice
8: yeah
2: indeed and rick merry christmas to you as well how was your holiday with all the children all your folks back into town over the weekend
8: well they were waiting for me after that disaster on sunday on christmas eve and it really did pick me up i mean there there is nothing you know like family or family uh, at the end of the day, and we had them all. We had the Big 12. We had them from all areas, and we had a blast. Uh, we ate at four, so I, I you know, I did actually get a chance to watch the Raiders too. So my family and football, my, my love, one love and two love, were, yep. were right there, and I really enjoyed it.
2: Yep, everything you need all in one day right there again. Rick Venturi, <laughs> Joe Wrights Long. I'm Matt Taylor. This is Colts Roundtable live tonight with you until 7 o'clock we're unpacking the uh, colts 29 to 10 loss to the atlanta falcons the other day and we lead off as we always do rick and joe they've uh, still despite all the hustle and bustle and all the family time around the holidays they have still obviously found some time to examine the game film from sunday so let's roll it out fellas time now for the tale of the tape
4: Go, baby. Race and hell today, okay? That's
0: the way to go, fellas.
4: Bang, bang, play. Bang,
2: bang.
0: Keep the hammer down, all right? Keep
2: talking to one another, man. And clean it up. That's all. Get
0: ready. Get ready. Yes! Yes! Yes!
2: As we look on the tail of the tape, as the Colts fall to 8-7, and Colts coming up short. Joe to the Falcons, giving up over 400 yards of offense. They were outscored 16-3 to in the second half uh, after they scored only seven points the week before against the Panthers so a lot to unpack as I said Joe what does your tale of the tape say about the Colts latest loss in Atlanta
7: yeah so one of my favorite Christmas movies is the Grinch so I'm going to go first part of the Grinch movie and that's the disappointment that Jacksonville got blown out the division was right there for the taking we -hmm. needed to keep it going we had the chance to really you know just grab this thing by the throat potentially host the first playoff game and we just didn't get it done we just laid an egg I mean plain and simple now when the grinch, you know, realizes the true meaning of christmas his heart grows three sizes. The positive news is everybody else lost and Matt, we still control our own destiny to get into the playoffs. You got two home games, you win them both, you're going to be in the tournament and that's the good news. But when you break down the tape, there's a lot of things we got to fix and overall my my biggest takeaway is just the explosive plays. It seemed like Atlanta was just running them at will. It didn't matter if they were running a screen pass on third down for 15 yards or gashness in the run game, 6-0, a carry. Uh, we got to get that figured out. And when you look at our stats, the most glaring one for me was our yards per pass, 4.0 yards per pass. That just doesn't get it done, especially as you transition to higher level and into the playoffs and, and you're playing January football. But I thought for me, really, you know, we, we started out well. We come down – 13 play drive we score it looks like hey we got a lot of momentum but then we let them go right back down and i thought the two biggest turning points in the game that next drive we had another good one going we're first and 10 on their 34 you're thinking hey worst case we're going to get three we give up back-to-back sacks take us out of field goal range and then the other backbreaker for me was coming out of the half they score but then it's 20 to 10 we kick a field goal and Atlanta's got third and fifteen, backed up on their own twenty, and we let them run that little screen pass to Smith, little tight end, and I mean he just ran right down us for fifteen yards, and I felt like at that point, late in the third quarter, the game was essentially over. So a lot of things to fix and correct, and if I'm Shane Steichen, you don't want to overreact to it, because again, you got everything still in front of you, but but you can't just underreact, kind of like and just throw it out the window. There, there's some glaring things we got to address. And for me, really getting back to our roots in terms of being able to stop the run, run the football, and then do a better job in protection. I felt like in protection they had a good plan. They were just playing us tight coverage. And what their defensive ends are doing, everybody's going to copy this, they were just running up the field, going speed to power and compressing the pocket, not giving Minshew anywhere to go. I I think we got to do some things to change up our protection, have our tackle set a little bit firmer on the line, some jump sets, some different things, because it felt like all day it was the same situation. They just ran up field, speed to power, compressed Minshew, kept him in the cup there, and, you know, giving up six sacks, we just had no answer for it.
8: Well, I sure hope that Coach Steichen overreacts because I can't stand it. I would definitely overreact, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I thought that it's interesting that the Colts managed to follow up one of the best performances in re- recent times with a truly awful performance in Atlanta. Uh, that's the worst beatdown in, Fountain, in Fulton County since General Sherman burned the city down in the Civil War. <laughs> you know, they beat us schematically, and they unfortunately totally dominated us physically. I thought the key 13 points, a little bit what Joe was saying, the key 13 points by the Falcons at the roundabout turned yeah. the game from 7-7 seven to seven to 20-7, to seven, and that was the, the two field goals, Matt. We talked about it yep. uh, before the half. They got them both within a two-minute frame, and then they came out, and, and it was just a non-resistant drive for a touchdown, and I thought that was huge from a psychological standpoint. It was just what a 6-8 and eight team needed then, you know, I always talk about don't let them hang on the vine. Well, they had an oak tree to hang on after that. And then I thought the dagger to me was Bates' pick. Uh, it was a frustration throw by Gardner. But because after that, then the Falcons controlled field position, eight clock, kick field goals, and you know, then as the lead mounted, then their pass rush went from one of the worst in the league to six sacks. You know, and the then the then the result just became surreal. I can only say this. I I haven't been sick to my stomach after a game since my coaching days, but that did change on Sunday. I thought the defense was really disgraceful. Uh, 29 points, 407, 177 to that team, 242 rushes, 242 total yards to the three running backs who we knew and we chronicled was what was the deal. Um, You know, I think the fact that we allowed Heineke – at 70%, 6.9 per, and a 99 rating to shred us again. You know, I, I just thought that was just an amazingly bad performance. And I'm with Joe. I thought the crowning blow was against this scheme, against this zone scheme, area zone scheme. It's third and 14, and they throw a little bubble out there to John, and he goes 18 yards. We, In my opinion, we will never be a force If we continue to play this way with that soft zone, we made a bad offensive team look like the greatest show on turf on offense. You know, as was my concern, and this was my concern, the Falcon defense was a Colts nightmare, and I thought it could happen. That didn't surprise me totally on that side. You know, they totally shut down the run. By you know by by attacking with those inside linebackers, we kept talking about Ellis and Landrum. They would just seem like they were in on every play. Yeah. And then they would mix different Bears in there. We were stubborn. We kept hammering it inside, and we could. The only time we ever made yardage is if Jonathan kind of bled it out into the off tackle. We kept jamming it into that, and we paid for it. We got nothing. And then they did the other thing. They choked our receivers with tough man-to-man coverage. Or if they played zone, they just matched everybody tight. Uh, I like the word you use. That's my first defensive coordinator, the great Bud Carson, used to say. They contested every single throw, and they basically overmatched the perimeter. And they pressed. You know, they pressured Minshew now with Delta, that 3-2 inside pressure. 55 was all over it. And then, as Joe said, they crushed and collapsed our tackles. You know, the wheels have come off on Freeland and 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 Ryman basically his ship is taking water uh they were in they were in uh, they were in Gardner's lap all day long and it's a copycat league and if they think if they think it was easy or they've had a tough time wait till they watch the film wait till they watch the tape on Crosby and Koontz coming up yeah. you know incredible six sacks you know that was that was really it and uh you know in the special teams penalty didn't help but you know, I am with Joe. I mean, the, the the amazing thing is that, really, you're still in control of your destiny because of the incredibly bad AFC South, and you definitely have two winnable games at home. Now, it's going to be a dogfight Sunday, but I'll tell you what, the Jaguars just appear to be dead in the water. So, again, please just pull it together. Correct it. And the only thing that bothers me, I don't want to get into it now, we'll get into it in the podcast, is – There's just, you know, some of these things have been so repetition over a year and a half, and why we can't fix them, I'll never know. But, again, you're in control. You just have to take care of business, as we said before.
2: No doubt about it. Hey, Colts fans, remember that the weather authorities, you got Fox 59 and CBS 4, Indiana's largest and weather rate certified most accurate weather. And also tonight's show is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. A proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. Again, that's Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights along tonight. That's their burning reactions after the Colts fell to the Falcons on Sunday, dropping to eight and seven on the season. That's the tail of the tape. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of those issues the Colts had in Atlanta, and also uh, break down how correctable they are. With only two games to play, man, the margin of error is so so slim. With a playoff berth hanging in the balance for several teams fighting for those wild card spots in the AFC, so we're back with all of that in a segment called "Take Your Pick." We'll do that when we come back here on Colts Roundtable Live tonight. This is ninety-three five and one zero seven five. The Fan.
5: Hey, Colts fans, score big for your Indiana high school. Enter gear up at colts.com slash UHC. It could score you tickets to a Colts game and $5,000 for your high school. Gear up is a free program designed to improve the health and safety of boys and girls' high school athletics. Winners are selected throughout the season. Enter today for a chance at Colts tickets and $5,000 in athletic equipment at colts.com slash UHC.
2: For your home, school, hospital, office building, or pharmaceutical facilities, everywhere from A to Z, for all of your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and process piping needs, you owe it to yourself to hire the best. The piping professionals of UA Local 440, working for the contractors at the Mechanical Contractors Association of Indiana. To find a contractor near you, visit our websites at ualocal440.org or
1: mcai.com. Hey, Colts fans, ready to take your football weekends into overtime this entire season when the Indianapolis Colts score? You score a mind-blowing 50% off all orders every Monday with the promo code COLTS. That's right, fifty percent off of Hotbox's insanely awesome pizzas loaded with toppings and flavors that will make your mouth do a touchdown dance. Next Monday after a Colts game, don't be stuck with boring leftovers. Tackle your hunger with Hotbox Pizza. Download our app or visit hotboxpizza.com to order now. Hotbox Pizza, the real MVP of your game day craving.
9: Hey, Coach Nation, Grover Stewart here. It's time to get winter-wise. While extra layers around the house and change your furnace filter, conserve energy to save money, find conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. The Warm Heart Warm Home Foundation is a local nonprofit organization that provides financial assistance to customers having difficulties paying their utility bills. You can help by donating at citizensenergygroup.com slash whwh.
4: All right, Colts fans, get in the game with the best sports book in the business. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and take advantage of in-play betting while watching the Colts games live. Whether you're betting on the Colts or any other NFL team, you can even take a shot at same-game parlays or player props. And don't forget, every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook, win or lose, earns you Caesar's rewards, which can be redeemed for exclusive perks like tickets, free hotels, VIP experiences, and more. Must be 21. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: Your vehicle deserves the finest care and
2: protection. That's why you need Lucas Oil additives. Whether you need to solve a common
1: automotive problem or protect your vehicle for the long road ahead, there's a Lucas additive to meet your needs. To see the entire line of products, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil is the official oil of the Indianapolis Colts and is used throughout Lucas Oil
0: Stadium. Lucas Oil, it works. Welcome back to Colts Roundtable Live on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. From the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, here's Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts.
2: Welcome back again to Colts Roundtable Live. Normally on Monday, obviously today, catching up with you on a Tuesday evening with Christmas on a Monday here at the beginning of the week. We are brought to you by Citizens Energy Group. Proud to be the Colts conservation partner. Find winning conservation tips at Citizens Energy CitizensEnergyGroup.com. And we're also brought to you tonight by Hotbox Pizza. I mean, everybody cooked over the weekend. The last thing you want to do is get back in the kitchen. So order yourself a nice pizza there, right, from Hotbox Pizza, because when the Colts score, you score. Check out your favorite Hot Box location for 50% off your entire order every Monday this season with promo code COLTS. That's C-O-L-T-S. All right, the Colts had several areas. They do have several areas to clean up after getting outplayed. To the tune of 29 to 10 to the Falcons on Sunday again. Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights along. I'm Matt Taylor, and unfortunately, fellas, you can take your pick on some areas that are, uh, you know, more pressing than others because there were just that many, that many levels of concern uh, for the Colts with only two games to play. So, Joe, let's take your pick here on areas uh, that need the priority this week, gearing up for the Raiders in Week 17. Let's talk about the lack of pressure versus. Run game defense. The Falcons had great success on the ground. They racked up 177 yards. They had three runs of at least 26, and their top backs, Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, were each over six yards per carry. Now, on the flip side, the Falcons kind of used that Bengals game plan of getting the ball out against the Colts, right? Quick screening the Colts, uh, quick release get the ball out fast uh, to the flats, you know, three-step drops. The Colts racked up only one sack for the game, Joe, and they hit Taylor Heineke only four times the entire game. So take your pick. What's more concerning heading into these uh, final two games?
7: Matt, when you look at our team, what do we do best? We stop the run better than we defend the pass. And so if you're not doing what you do well, you've got no chance to do the other one. And obviously the running game and lack of pressure go hand-in-hand. Hand. When you get behind in the count – when teams are just running at will against you, you're not going to have pressure because the offense is dictating what they want to do. And that led into their pass game. All of a sudden, they run some hard play action. Our linebackers are frozen. They step up for a second. They throw it right behind, you know, Speed and Franklin there through yeah. the middle of the field. And so, for me, the lack of run game, we really got to shore up. And what they were doing – they were going heavy formation. They were doing bunches and trips. They were getting us to overload one side, play our over, coming back and running weak side against that bubble, and they were just gashing us. And I thought they were more physical on the offensive line. I thought schematically they did a good job. But we got to be able to shore up the run game and make them one dimensional, where they have to throw it. They're not choosing to throw it. And especially, we got to get that done in, in short order. Because the Raiders now, they can run the football. And we have put that on tape now. Like Coach mentioned, it's a copycat league and we got to do a better job whether it's schematically and then also individual effort being physical but we got to be able to shore up that run game that concerns me more these last two
2: games. All right Rick, you agree lack of pressure versus run game defense Joe says the run there.
8: Well, to me they're really married. I mean, I've always looked at them that they're they're so related that one follows another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I'm with Joe. I mean, if you can't stop the run, and I'm going to add the screen game there because that is an extension of the run, then you never gain an advantage. I always used to tell, particularly my defensive linemen, I always told them that you have to stop the run, and then when you stop the run, then you get the right to rush the passer. Now, I would argue the only two things that we do really well is sack the quarterback when we're an advantage and take the ball away. Those are the only two things where we're really ranked high in the National Football League. Uh, but in order to do that, you have to stop a team on first down, and a lot of that is play action, it's the running game, you know, and it's the screen game. And you know, we're not varied at all. Teams after 16 weeks know we're going to play over every down in some kind of zone. So they basically know exactly what we're doing, and we have to change that up a little bit because – when you get your pass rushes, when you go from the run to the pass rush, when you get your rushes, as Joe will tell you, is when you get an advantage. When you're second and ten, when you're third and five plus, you know, when you're ahead in the fourth quarter, that's when your pass rush is there. Otherwise, it basically is very neutralized. And I would say that the problem that we're having is we are so predictable and so vanilla on first down we are attracting screens they know exactly where to run it they 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 overloaded us one side ran back to the weak side and just ripped us uh and the screen game is there much less the play action because you don't get any rush on first down and there's so many holes in the zone because nobody's running with anybody i mean you get a guy like london who can't run a lick you'd press him all day instead he's finding huge holes in the zone so You know, I think the biggest thing is we have to shut people down on first down, more proactive, more man coverage, and then have the right to rush the passer, which we will do.
2: All right, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. We're uh, playing take your pick here on Colts Roundtable Live tonight. Let's go the lack of running game versus the lack of passing game in Atlanta. Jonathan Taylor looked good early, had the opening touchdown, finding the end zone, the first possession for the Colts. But... He had just 24 yards on his next 16 carries to finish out the game with 43 yards on 18 carries overall. And then, Rick, in the passing game, Michael Pittman Jr. on on Sunday didn't play. Um, So the other Colts receivers combined for just four catches and 30 yards. Their top targets were the tight ends, Kylan Granson and Will Mallory. Gardner Minshew threw for 201, but his passer rating was just 58.5, and the Colts had a season-high six drop passes On Sunday, so take your pick there between those two. What's more concerning uh, heading into the final two games?
8: Well, I'd say number one, we we cannot win. We cannot sustain winning without having a running game. Not necessarily running it early in the game to establish it, but there are there's never going to be games that we win where Jonathan Taylor averages two plus a game. It's just not going to happen. We do not even when Pittman is there. We have we don't have top tier receivers. Our receivers, with the exception of Pierce, who gets about three targets a game, their, their average yards per, carry, yards per catch, including Pittman, is like eight to ten. Those are like slots and tight ends. None of those guys are explosive. And so what, Smart team, what Smart's team do, like Cincinnati and then Atlanta, and I knew Atlanta would do it because that's the way they play, they get up in our mess kit and they press along with the bare front And they shut it all down. But I think we've had a gigantic failure this season in not figuring out how to run the ball off tackle and outside. I I talked about it all through the game that we consisted on running inside zone plays against loaded inside overlooks with shooting linebackers and with Bear. And we've got to be able to pry that open. And I don't think we have any way... To really establish a passing game, unless we get a lot more movement and bunches and stacks, and that's whether Pittman is there or not, because every receiver we have is scheme dependent. And then we've got to take some shots to Pierce when we take them. We even got another PI mm-hmm. uh, Sunday yeah, set up the uh, down on that first drive. Right. I mean, but we we take like one a game, and that's it. And in the last three games, we've taken three shots to him. Two has been over the top and then we've gotten two PIs. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, we're we're playing stationary, we're playing compressed right now, and it's affecting both the run and the pass.
7: Yeah, and to dovetail off, Coach, I'm going to say running game number one, obviously the yards per pass, 4.0, that's a concern, but we kind of are what we are at this point in terms of these receivers and the different things we do, but we've got to be able to run the football. And When I watch it schematically, we were just trying to jam it in, jam it inside. The only way we got yards is if Taylor was kind of stutter-stepping, waiting for a couple seconds and slipping out the backside or finding a crease for five or six yards. But Taylor can move now. He's athletic. we got to get him the ball in space, move him around. Teams run these tights and their linebackers are running up or they're playing bare like Coach mentioned and covering everybody up inside. Run a couple toss cracks outside. Run a misdirection. Get Quentin Nelson out there pulling in space. He's really good. I wouldn't mind running a couple gadgets too. I know McKenzie is out, but downs. Run him on a reverse. Run him on a jet sweep. Some things to expand the field because if we're just playing hash mark to hash mark, teams just get more and more condensed. we got to find ways to use – all 53 yards of the field sideways and then when you do that whether it's through passes quick screens toss cracks outside that allows you to soften up the middle of the field for Taylor to just continue to gash it so I do think schematically we got to go back to the drawing board a little bit because again this is a copycat league and the Raiders going to do the same exact thing against Atlanta did until we find a way to get more creative um, with our offensive flow running the football
2: all right, let's roll out one more take your pick before we close out here. Again, this is segment two tonight, Colts Roundtable Live, 935-1075. The Fan I'm Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Joe Wright's here with you until seven o'clock talking Colts football. Now the Falcons, um, they scored touchdowns on their first drive of each half on Sunday. So kind of a lack of urgency for the Colts at the beginning of the first half and the beginning of the second half, and Atlanta made it and they made it look easy on both of those possessions. And then the other side of the coin here. The explosive plays, very prevalent throughout the game. Rick, we tallied them up uh, on the airplane. The Falcons racked up 11 plays of at least 15 yards. Uh, The Colts allowed a season-high 18 plays that gained 10 or more yards. And if you look at it, too, uh, 17 of the Falcons' 23 first downs came before they reached third down. So take your pick there. What's the bigger concern there going into the final two?
8: Well, the explosive plays, and – Basically, what, what explosive plays, I always felt as a defensive coordinator, explosive plays, not necessarily stopping people all day, but explosive plays, you know, pretty much you, you can handle that. You should be able to handle that. That's, that's a controllable. And I, and, I, and I usually they come on days when you're not at that razor edge. You, you just don't play with the great effort you normally do. And for some ungodly reason, I think looking at the tape, that was evident. Explosive plays come in four, They come because of four things on defense. First of all, you have to be really well-knit. And for some reason, we weren't. We'd be over and they'd run a weak-side run, and we were like a man short. I mean, so schematically, we weren't well-knit. And then you have to have what I call a good ball cup. Once a ball breaks, you have to have really the secondary has to do a really good job of keeping it inside in front, as we used to say. That that is cupping the ball. Number three, you have to take really good pursuit angles. There were times we took inside-out pursuit angles. Mm -hmm. No chance on Robinson with his speed. And then all of those three things will lead in the NFL to a lack of tackling, which becomes the obvious issue. But it's more than that in the NFL. If you allow guys like Robinson and and even Johnny Smith – If you allow them to get one-on-one in space, all right, they're going to make you miss tackles. And that's why you have to play more man. You have to play more matchup coverage where you're playing those guys before they get the ball. You have to take them away. If you give them the ball in space, they're going to do that to you. And so explosive plays are a huge concern of mine.
7: Yeah, and and I'm going to go lack of urgency because I feel like generally in the NFL, the team that plays the hardest – the team that plays the most physical is going to win the football game. It's no different Mm -hmm. than fifth-grade football, and I felt like Atlanta was more physical than we were – And I felt like Coach said, we weren't razor sharp defensively. And so a missed tackle here, a missed coverage there, somebody doesn't quite get off their block like they normally do. All of a sudden, that's what leads to your 8, 10, 15, 20-yard chunk plays. And I just felt like watching the game. Obviously, I wasn't there like you guys. We didn't have the same uh, spirit of playing that we've done all season long. And this Colts team, we've been built on playing harder than the other team, working with each other, having 10, 11 guys flying to the ball on defense, and I didn't see any of that on Sunday. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it was just another, kind of like a clunker like Cincinnati, but it's concerning because you do that these next two games, we'll get beat by Oakland or we'll get beat by Houston, and shame on us if that happens. And, and Matt, it's Dave as Javu, but it brings me back to three years ago. Yeah. We had two chances we got to win one game at home. And guess who we played that home game we lost? Raiders. The Raiders, right? They were Oakland now, and now they're Vegas, but it's the same situation. And so those guys are in that locker room. I'd be talking about it all week, and I'd be geared up like crazy for Wednesday practice at fellas. We got to be sharp. We got two chances both at home in front of our home crowd, to get into the playoffs. And this isn't a time to say, hey, we're ahead of schedule and nobody thought we'd be in the playoffs. You know, That's a bunch of BS. The time is now. You don't get these opportunities every day where you get a chance to get into the tournament and get in the playoffs. And we just need to dial it up, and we just need to play like our hair on fire the next two games. And guess what? If we do that, we'll be in the playoffs.
2: All right, that's a look at Take Your Pick, Rick Venturi and Joe Wright's Well done right there, fellas. I'm Matt Taylor. Those are some of the areas the Colts need to shore up. Some big-picture items going into the final two games of the regular season here. Colts Roundtable Live tonight's brought to you by McDonald's as well. When the Colts score, so do you. You can buy one Big Mac and get another one free when the Colts score a field goal only available in the McDonald's app. Also, Colts Roundtable Live brought to you by Caesars. You can enter for the people's Sweepstakes your chance to win a Peyton Manning autographed item and a $250 gift card to Jack Binion Steak at Horseshoe Indianapolis Racing and Casino. For that one, you can visit colts.com/caesar's for more info on that and you got to be 21 or older to enter. All right, we've got a handful of minutes left here. I know we're kind of creeping up towards 7 o'clock. Got to hit another break. When we come back, we'll uh, go over the mailbag segment, get your questions in tonight for Rick and Joe. Submit them on X using hashtag Colts Roundtable, so we'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Colts Roundtable Live here on the home of the Colts, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. All
4: right, Colts fans, get in the game with the best sportsbook in the business. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and take advantage of in-play betting while watching the Colts games live. Whether you're betting on the Colts or any other NFL team, you can even take a shot at same-game parlays or player props. And don't forget, every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook, Win or Lose, earns you Caesar's Rewards, which can be redeemed for exclusive perks like tickets, free hotels, VIP experiences, and more. Must be 21. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
5: Hey, Colts fans, score big for your Indiana high school. Enter gear up at colts.com slash UHC. It could score you tickets to a Colts game and $5,000 for your high school. Gear up is a free program designed to improve the health and safety of boys and girls high school athletics. Winners are selected throughout the season. Enter today for a chance at Colts tickets and $5,000 in athletic equipment at colts.com slash UHC.
1: When you need professionalism, efficiency, and productivity in a mechanical contractor, you need a member of Mechanical Contractors Association of Indiana, working with Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 440 and their highly trained piping professionals. MCA Mechanical Contractors promise you greater productivity on the job site, and it has a promise with proof in 865 jobs. Independent project analysts found union jobs to be 17% more productive. Visit UALocal440.org
9: or MCAI.com for more info. Hey, Coach Nation, Grover Stewart here. It's time to get winter-wise. While Eshko lives around the house and change your furnace filter, conserve energy to save money, find conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. The Warm Heart Warm Home Foundation is a local nonprofit organization that provides financial assistance to customers having difficulties paying their utility bills. You can help by donating at citizensenergygroup.com slash whwh.
0: Welcome back to Colts Roundtable Live on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. For more Colts Breakdown, here's Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
2: Welcome back. Colts Roundtable Live brought to you by Citizens Energy Group. Proud to be the Colts conservation partner. Find winning conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. We're also brought to you tonight by McDonald's, where field goals equal deal goals. Buy one Big Mac, get another one when the Colts make a field goal during any game this season, only available there in the app. Let's get in the uh, the top questions from the fan base here, fellas. Rick Venturi, Joe Wrights, I'm Matt Taylor. Uh, you can always submit your questions on X for the show using hashtag Colts Roundtable. Uh, Jerry's up first tonight. This uh, I think Jerry is asking this for Rick. Uh, he's asking, I thought the big plays allowed in the screen game were just a one-week problem a few weeks back against the Bengals. How concerning is that for our defense here, Rick?
8: Well, it's concer- It's concerning, and I think it's symptomatic of a problem we have on first down. On first down, we play ultra-conservative, particularly early in the game. No blitzing, same front, area zone. And so what you're doing, uh, Jerry, is you're inviting what I call catch-and-run plays and play action passes. Catch and run plays, you know, are swing passes, flat passes to a guy like Robinson, screens, and because you're not defensing them tight and closing on them, you're giving them space to run. And then the second thing by never pressuring and playing zone, you, you will you're never gonna get a good pass rush on first down and that allows those play actions to freeze you and find big holes downfields to the tight end and to guys like London. So, yeah. you know, I think we really have a problem and we have to address it by being more choke off coverage and more pressure on first down.
2: All right, uh, let's go. We got time for one more here. Uh, Joe, this is a good one for you, obviously, with the offensive line background. Uh, Grant is asking, what is up with our offensive line the last few weeks? A uh, few weeks we either look really good or we struggle to keep heat off of Minshew. Why so up and down lately?
7: Yeah, well, we really have two really bad performances sandwiched with a really good performance against Pittsburgh. Right. But the first thing is in alignment, you got to have success in the running game. And obviously that's part schematic, but it also is just getting more movement and being more physical up front. I felt like against the Falcons, and then I felt like against the Bengals, we just were not physical up front. Secondly, in the pass game, when you get behind in the sticks and it's third and eight, third and ten, third and twelve – And this is what they were doing. The tendency as a lineman is it's a five, seven step drop. You just got to drop back. It's a longer drop. And I totally understand that. But I think when you're a younger tackle, and I face this too, you get in the sense you do the same thing every time. And Freeland and Ryman, they were both setting three, four, five yards deep. And those guys are going speed to power. And they just were condensing the pocket. And then what they were doing inside, they're running twist games or they're running a stunt with a linebacker where they try to get your guys on different levels and then they just condensed the pocket, and Minshew had nowhere to go. So I would love for us to see, one, change of protection, potentially move Minshew around a little bit more and get him off his spot versus just being right behind the center. And then I think our tackles have to do a better job about being aggressive. You know, Ryman is an athletic guy. He's not the strongest guy still. He struggles a little bit with that speed to power. But go jump set a guy. Go get on him early and change up your sets. You can't do the same thing as a tackle every time, or it's easy for the defense, if that makes sense. And I think Freeland, you know, Freeland's a rookie, and Freeland's battling, but he's been exposed here the last few games. I think we got to have some more protection plans where we have two guys dedicated to him, or we're sliding to him. But it really was a lot of Freeland and Ryman one-on-one, and Ryman's just got to hold up and win. I think he can do that by changing up his sets and just throwing some different things at the defensive ends. And I think we've got to help Freeland because otherwise we're going to have the same story unfold here the next couple weeks.
2: Yeah, good point right there. Again, that's Joe Wrights and Rick Venturi. That's a look at the mailbag segments, and I kind of ab- abbreviated shorter than we normally like to get into the the questions there. we like to leave more time for those roundtable discussion questions, but uh, we're up against it here a little bit tonight with you until 7 o'clock. When we come back, we'll close out the show. We'll take a look, of course, at the the AFC playoff standings as well. It continues to be a jumbled mess. We'll tell you where the Colts rank and, and sit uh, among all the teams competing for those uh, 5, 6, and 7 seeds. A lot of teams 8 and 7 including the Indianapolis Colts and we'll preview Week 17 the Las Vegas Raiders at Lucas Oil Stadium this upcoming Sunday. So, we'll close out the show, get into all of that when we come back. You're listening to Colts Roundtable Live tonight. Back in just a moment here on 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan.
9: Hey Colts Nation, Grover Stewart here. It's time to get winter-wise while Eshko lives around the house and change your furnace filter. Conserve energy to save money, find conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. The Warm Heart warm Home Foundation is a local nonprofit organization that provides financial assistance to customers having difficulties paying their utility bills. You can help by donating at citizensenergygroup.com slash WHWH.
6: Colts fans, get ready for game day at Bullseye Event Group's Colts VIP Tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons. The Colts VIP Tailgate starts three hours prior to kickoff before every Colts home game next to Lucas Oil Stadium at Bullseye Event Center. Bullseye Event Group's Colts VIP Tailgate is open to all ages and features all-you-can-eat food by the winner of Gordon Ramsay MasterChef Legends on Fox, Chef Kelsey Murphy, as well as nameless catering and a premium open bar for three hours. Get your Colts VIP Tailgate tickets today at bullseyeeventgroup.com.
4: All right, Colts fans, get in the game with the best sports book in the business. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app and take advantage of in play betting while watching the Colts games live. Whether you're betting on the Colts or any other NFL team, you can even take a shot at same game parlays or player props. And don't forget, every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook, win or lose, earns you Caesar's rewards, which can be redeemed for exclusive perks like tickets, free hotels, VIP experiences, and more. Must be 21. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 9 with it
1: news that impacts you begins with a team you can trust. Watch Bob Donaldson, Debbie Knox, and chief meteorologist Chris Wright on CBS 4 News at 11. Catch me, Chris Widlick And me, Chris Hagen. On Blue Zone, as we break down what you need to know for each Colts game into bite sized morsels. Bite size, but I'm hungry. Okay, how about extra large? You better be buying. Get everything you need for Colts kickoff with Blue Zone. Sunday mornings at 1130 on CBS 4.
0: This is Roundtable Live, a full hour dedicated to Colts football. Here again is Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
2: Back for the final time. This is Colts Roundtable Live on a Tuesday evening, normally, of course, with you on a Monday, but took the day off for Christmas, and we're brought to you by Citizens Energy Group, proud to be the Colts conservation partner. Find winning conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. And tonight's show is also brought to you by Meyer, the official super center of the Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. So right now in the AFC South, you have three teams that are eight and seven. You've got the Jaguars, the Colts, and the Texans. But the Jaguars hold the tiebreaker over Indianapolis and Houston. So the Jaguars are the four seed right now, uh, leading the AFC South in the AFC playoff standings. Three other teams outside of the Colts competing for an AFC wild card spot you've got the Texans Steelers and Bengals all 8 and 7 and the reason why the Colts sit at the 7 spot and the AFC playoff pecking order is because they have a better AFC record than the Texans, Steelers, and Bengals. So the Colts hanging on for dear life uh, for the last playoff spot. You have to keep on winning, and you cannot count on these other teams continuing to come up short like they did last Sunday when the Texans got blasted uh, by the Cleveland Browns. So. Joe, we close out here with that forgettable performance in Atlanta, but now you got two games left, and we've said it for about a month now how all of these games are kind of like playoff games. And, yes, while that's been true, it, it's still a, a cliched response, if you will, but these final two games, they're really like playoff games because I don't think the Colts can afford to lose either one of them and still make the postseason. What say you?
7: I agree. There's too many teams battling. Bottom line, it's win and you're in. And we're playing a Raiders team that while they've been playing good football, they should get our attention on tape. I like when we're playing them. And meaning that they put up sixty-three points, they got Staley fired, and then they went in and then on Christmas Day they beat the Chiefs. And so they've played two pretty good games, but I think it's it's the NFL and it's strange. You play two really good games. You're due for a little bit of a game when you're not as razor sharp. That's how we were against Atlanta, so I like when we're playing Oakland. But I know, Coach, with that extra day on Christmas, you probably already got to dial up the tape on uh, Vegas.
8: Yeah, and really to you know, to keep it brief and, and, and direct, uh, Vegas is coming in here. I agree with you. They're, they may take a deep breath after two great wins, but they're playing with great enthusiasm under Pierce. Uh, they're aggressive and physical. And Stingy on defense, number nine in the league and fewest points given up. Mm -hmm. Two terrific edge guys in Crosby and Coons. And then a renewed and a rebirth of their running game. White went for 145, you know, against the Chiefs. And Jacobs is waiting in the wing, you know, whenever he can get that quad ready to go. So it's going to be one hell of an AFC battle there Sunday.
2: Yes, indeed. We, we look forward to it. That's all the time we got tonight. Rick and Joe, again, thanks so much for the time tonight. And, again, Merry Christmas to everybody. Hope you guys had a great day yesterday. And, again, continue on the uh, the spirit of the season and uh, leading into a happy new year. Hopefully the Colts can close it out here in 2023 on New Year's Eve with a win over the Las Vegas Raiders. And if you miss any of tonight's show, it's available now at colts.com. The Colts mobile app and the Colts Audio Network has you uh, covered anywhere you download your podcast. here for this show. We'll have more on the Colts and Raiders all week long leading you into that New Year's Eve battle. And we'll be back next Tuesday recapping all the action because, again, next Monday is the holiday as well with New Year's Day. But programming reminder, ESPN Radio is next. That's followed by Pacer pregame tonight at 7.30. But that's it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to Colts Roundtable Live. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Good night.
4: You saw and heard what happened in the Colts game, but what's happening that you couldn't see? Indy Star columnist Greg Doyle knows. Greg will not only find out what's happening, but why it's happening. And he's not afraid to ask the questions you want the answers to.
1: Hey there, this is Greg Doyle. No one covers the Colts like we do. Joel Erickson and Nate Atkins are grinding on the beat daily, and I'm running amok in the locker room. Between their sources, work ethic, and my willingness to write or say anything, you'll get the full story here at the Indy Star. And to be clear, you'll get it only at the Indy Star oil changes are expensive so you want your motor oil to last
2: as long as possible lucas heavy duty oil stabilizer is formulated to extend the life of your oil allowing it to give maximum protection longer than motor oil alone it also reduces heat friction and wear in any type of engine lucas oil is the official oil of the indianapolis Colts and is used throughout lucas oil stadium to learn more
9: visit lucasoil.com lucas oil it works Hey, Coach Nation, Grover Stewart here. It's time to get winter-wise. While Esker lives around the house and change your furnace filter, conserve energy to save money, find conservation tips at citizensenergygroup.com. The Warm Heart Warm Home Foundation is a local nonprofit organization that provides financial assistance to customers having difficulties paying their utility bills. You can help by donating at citizensenergygroup.com slash whwh.